<laughs> Where are you guys? You're, you're eating some. You're at, hang on, let me guess. You're at KFC because I know those fucking pants anywhere. I think you nailed it. Yes. <laughs> we have we have the colonel down here. So but I, I've never had the colonel where you are. So, but uh, fuming mouth, how are you boys? Good? Dude, doing good. Good. Doing yeah. Good. Have you guys got the potato and gravy over there? Is that a thing at the KFCs? At the KFC? No. Strictly chicken. Yes. Oh, there you go. Because it's weird everywhere you go. It's I've heard KFCs all over the world, you know, have different menus. So you'd, you're yeah. probably touring around. You guys would experience that in different places you go, right? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, food varies. We're not, uh, you know, it, it depends city to city for sure. Mm. Country to country. You'll come down here one day, which I hope you will, and you'll be like, this place is fucking weird. So that's that's right. No, we'll be like this place is fucking awesome. That's what we'll say. Yeah. Have you guys been? Have any of you been down here at all? No, I haven't. No. Oh, okay. You're in for a shock. But uh, in the meantime, mate, uh, the new Fuming Mouth album, Last Day of Sun, just dropped, and it's a great fucking record, boys. It's it dropped on my birthday, funny enough. So it was a good present for me. Yeah, last yeah. thank you. I was like, I'd heard it before then, but you know, I officially hit the download link. But everyone's loving it. Everyone down here I know has been absolutely frothing it. Have you guys been seeing that from your side of things? Seeing all the feedback from around the world and and soaking it up? Yeah, definitely. It's crazy to see so many reviews and so many people talking about it. Our first record really it, it went under the radar a lot when it came out and uh it took a while for it to kind of go over and really reach a bigger audience so to see this have such like an immediate reaction is crazy it's it's in, insane like it's really cool and really positive because it means that you you're getting out there and uh you know you've definitely done something special with this one it's it's a level up for sure thank you thank you yeah especially i mean the album was written before you were diagnosed with uh, acute yeah. leukemia, right? But, um, you know, the finished product, how much did that change musically and lyrically to where it ended up? Did it did it change much? Yeah, it did. I, at first, it was very, like, classically focused on the bands that influenced death metal, you know, instead of being influenced by, like, just autopsy. It was like, well, what is Chris Reifert? listening to oh he's listening to black sabbath so it, it it tried to like draw really like uh older influences in that way and then i think once after i was sick i think all um any like anything like that just went out the window and it was just a free-for-all of riffs solos drums vocals anything anything goes kind of mentality it turned into how was the actual recording process? Did you find that that was difficult in your recovery? Like vocally and, and things like that? Did you have to work around it? You know, it, it, it was. It was. We did have to work around it. We had to be really careful because I was immunocompromised. Yes. Um, because um, 
after having the transplant, like there's just such a long period of recovery, but my doctors all want to see me get back to, you know, professional life, whatever that is. And for me, it was recording. And, um, you know, even though there were those hurdles, there's also this other side to it that like kind of healed me. You know what I mean? Cause I'm waking up regularly. I'm moving around. I'm having to do a lot of things and, uh, just play a ton of guitar again. And it, it, it was really great. And, and what about you boys, Pat and James, have you, how did you find working on the album knowing that, um, Mark was going through that, you know, how, how'd you guys band together and, and push through that together as a band? I think, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, it was a sensitive time for Mark, uh, uh, logistically speaking, just, you know, testing, making sure that none of us were like mm. at COVID or anything and play it as safe as possible was a huge part of it. But also, you know, I guess like in the, in the sense of like banding together in that moment, you know, we were just trying to, to make the best possible thing and, uh, you know, I don't want to say that this is like something that came necessarily from us, but I think it was like being there and recording was, it really felt like, you know, kind of like uh, in apex and like, or like this, this really important point in, um, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Mark, but I just want to say like, it was an important point in like your recovery. So I think like, I was just grateful to be there for that. And, yeah. you know, vibes in the studio were really, really, really good. Kurt was definitely aware of, you know, the importance of that moment too. So I feel like we all just really, you know, try to do our best. That's awesome. How, how, how about you, mate? How did you find it? I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Pat joined on our, our last tour with uh, the Black Dolly Murder and Terror. So oh, he, okay. He, so you jumped. Ah, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, our you know, basis at the time, he was kind of like in and out. So I actually tracked the bass, but um, you know, Pat's soul and spirit was there, and uh, you know, I was there in, in spirit. I was uh, every step of the way. Okay, awesome. And our soul and spirit led us to him, anyways. So it, it was, it worked out. It was for the best. And how'd you find that Kurt Ballou, who who's an absolute legend? Um, I've got mates that have worked with him as well, and said that he's just incredible to to you know bounce things off how did he support you through your journey as well he made me feel normal every step of the way he made me feel normal and he made me and he pushed me he wasn't like a lot of people are like i don't i don't want to push you too hard it might be this might be i understand yeah. it might be difficult i was on i was on steroids I, I was like going a million miles per hour i couldn't stop doing things so he was he was really encouraging um and he was just really, yeah, he was just very calming throughout the, the whole thing. And like, I will say there was a time, it was like a lightning bolt hit. Our main guitar amp broke and wow. um, the heat upstairs in the apartment, because this is in October, so it's kind of in between seasons. Yeah. The heat broke upstairs. The AC broke downstairs. So while there is all of this like, camaraderie and like support and everything there was like total chaos going on too and all these outside factors and it got to a point where like i was not wearing a shirt kurt was in like t-shirt 
everyone was sweating and it did it did get intense don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but it was he was very comforting and i'm so grateful for him see it's, it's funny because well it's not funny but it's it's sounds like what you've gone it's through funny. a workmate of mine recently went through as well like i was there yeah. when he found the lumps and stuff he was um and seeing how he went through his recovery and the steroids and and everything like yeah. that and and how everyone supported him he's a great kid um taj if you watch this hey man um but you know seeing seeing how you move forward with your life and and seeing how he sees things very differently now i guess i he's just his yeah. outlook seems a little little different have you found that as well um in terms of writing and and the future of the band yeah definitely i mean i think i take things like uh less serious i'm like way i don't know you just got to have like a level of humor to things and let things roll off your back and embrace uncertainty that's kind of what i've been yeah. looking at it like you know what i mean like and um I look at things that way. I, I try to, and uh, you know, I try and center myself and realize things aren't life, life and death. You know, they, a lot of times we get caught up like this, this decision, certain things need to happen. And a lot of times it's, it's more about patience. And I realize that now. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that in him too, which is, which is cool. But, uh, you know, cool. have, have there been songs that you've tracked during those sessions that might end up on the next and next one? Did you overwrite and record? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We recorded like uh, an hour of music. So, and I think we released 45 minutes of it, maybe a little less. So mm. we definitely are like, we're geared up for another album for sure. That's uh, that's definitely happening. That's awesome. Cause this, this album, there's the singles that were released compared to the the actual album it's a lot heavier on the album like you listen to the singles you go oh you know it's got yeah, it's catchy and stuff and then hear some of the tracks and go holy fuck <laughs> like it's heavy as fuck i think it's difficult with uh con concept albums like if yeah. you look at heck you think of any good concept albums like off the top of your head king diamonds discography you know yeah. all yes. of them where it's like you take a single from that and it's just like does that really explain the whole album you know, and uh, it, it's hard to have like a single explain a whole entire concept, you know, when it's just uh, one little piece of the whole puzzle, so to say. So I, I think that's kind of where, you know, the, the album being out is so important because everyone can see that, you know, every side of Fuming Mouth with it. And in, in regards to the concept... Are you wanting to explore that in other ways, like in other media, like a graphic novel or something like that? Are you wanting to dig a little deeper into it? I would love that. I mean, I know my friend Wes, he sings in a American Nightmare and Cold Cave. He was the one to be like, that should be a movie. And I was like, what? And that was like the first time anyone's ever said that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would love for some it to be adapted into like whether it's a graphic novel there was a, a graphic novel called ashes to ashes um yep. that that was do you know that or i've heard of it yeah, yeah 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 that was a super super influential not inspirational but influential in uh the lyric writing towards the very end of the session that's awesome so yeah hey man a graphic novel would be you cool. should do it 
You should totally do it. I'm I'm all for that. And the artwork is incredible too. Like, man, that dude, Ste- Stefan, how do you pronounce? I don't can't pronounce his last name, but Stefan, um, in my terrible Australian, Todorovic? Yes. Uh, Chaos Dictator Design. Incredible. Mate, did he hear the stuff first before he did it, or did you yes. let him? Yes. What him? really happened was we were, we were struggling, and because uh, the artist before, Marowice Lewandowski, died, and um, it was heartbreaking, and I don't think we wanted to let him go, and yeah. we tried to have, like, use one of his old pieces. It just wasn't working, and then... Um, Monty Connor and our guy was the one telling me he's like you should you should like go deeper into you know the original idea you had and my idea was this depiction of Faust, uh, nineteen like the movie from nineteen twenty six and uh, a lot of different Faustians and um, but specifically this one image from the movie. Dave McKean's done one um, that is phenomenal. I spoke to Dave McKean, but he wouldn't license it to us so it was like wow we really got to figure this out from the the bottom up and that's when stefan came in and he like he loves faust he it's one of his favorite movies and um he listened to the songs i think the essential ones were post figurement um trying to think what else but definitely post figurement and this idea of like claw like nails and wings spreading with the faust in, in like imagery and it, he just kept adding and adding and adding things to the to the painting. There's a lot when you zoom in. There's a lot going on. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot going. You know, I, I did the zoom and I'm like, I could see this dude in this thing, and it's it's cool. I love it. I mean, you got to have it on flag. You're gonna have flags, right? Like you know, the big old metal flags with that on it. Got a massive backdrop. It's blown up nicely. It looks very have you cool. Heard? Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. That's what you want, eh? <laughs> And you t- mentioned before you toured with the Black Dahlia Murder. How was that? Um, you know, given that they they've been through their own, um, you know, challenges, I guess, without Trevor. There's definitely an energy there. Everyone kind of knew the situations and whatnot, and we were just getting through it together. There were a couple of nights towards the middle to the end of the run where Mark would come on stage and do Death Mass Divine with the band. Uh, as their last song, and that was really cool. So, yeah, there was definitely a lot of energy going on. That's awesome. Yeah, because, I mean, this whole show's, you know, in tribute to Trevor. Well, even when he was alive, he was one of the best people I've, I ever got to, you know, to speak to. So, you know, seeing what those guys have been through and, and support, and I hope that, you know, all the best for him. You know, if you see him, tell him Australia wishes him all the best as well. I will. I, we will tell them. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you guys should just team the fuck up and get down here and uh, show us how it's done. How about that? You hear that, Brian? If you're, if you're watching, <laughs> take us out to Australia. We need to go down under. You do. You do. I reckon you guys would love it down here, even though everything is really far apart and our KFC yeah. is probably weird and our McDonald's, everything like that. But I reckon you guys would just have an absolute blast. So let's... Let's put the word out. Tell them. Tell them. Say, we want to go to Australia. Black Dahlia. Uh, mate, let's go. So sick. But apart from that, what what are, what are your plans looking like? Because you're on tour at the moment. Whereabouts exactly are yeah. you outside of KFC? Where are we? Uh, let's find out. Indiana? Uh, 
We're Iowa. Uh, Iowa. We're in Iowa right now. Iowa. Okay. So I'm going to see Slip oh, yeah. in the background ordering their, their boxes of chairs. I think, yeah, yeah. I think they're <laughs> over there right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Because I guess that'd be the thing. You'd get, you know, you'd, you'd go on tour and just lose time, lose uh, where you're at. You know, it'd be a, a mystery. Quite an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, boys, thank you again for hanging out on the show. We will have all the links down here and on the website. Uh, come down, see us very soon. But in the meantime, all the best. Take care and kick ass, my friends. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Take care, dudes. See ya.